Hello, welcome to the Norse Nation Conversation, our summertime interviews with people in and around Norse uh, Nation. And our first guest this evening is Kevin Listerman, uh, head coach of the Highlands Bluebirds and uh, former Norse basketball player under Coach Ken Shields. Kevin, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's great to, to be back and, and get back in touch with the uh, Northern Kentucky uh, Norse community. Well, as we, as we mentioned off camera before we started the show, it's been uh, quite the ride for you here the last couple of weeks in terms of uh, coming off a, a state title for the Bluebirds and um, just all, I guess, the, uh, the, rec the, rec the requests and everything that you're getting throughout, not only the schools, but uh, from maybe local media and, and that sort. And we want to thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, wanted to start off, just kind of give us a, um, how have things been here the last couple of weeks since the... Uh, the state title game and uh you know just kind of fill us in um first of all thank you for having me sure. I, i'm really honored i i love to to connect again with with back with nku and um obviously with with sam vincent uh headed headed to highland heights uh i'm going to be more connected and, and following even more closely so uh very very much thank you for doing that the last couple of weeks have been um I, I don't know what the writer is. It, it's been humbling. It's been exciting. And in, in some ways it's, it's been unbelievable. Um, our kids, you know, went to the state tournament and played lights out for, for a great weekend down there. We set a couple of records for the sweet 16. Uh, most notably, we made the most three pointers in the sweet 16. We had the largest margin of victory. Uh, our kids just played at a very, very high level. And, um, the, the best way to sum it up is I was talking to our assistant coaches and players as the clock was winding down in the championship game. And I just turned to them and said, can you believe it? Can you believe we just did this? And um, it, it's taken all of us and uh, the players, the city, the, the coaches, the administration, the school, and um, just an unbelievable happening. So, you know, we win the, the, the state tournament and all of a sudden I became very popular. And I think I came, became a little bit smarter too, <laughs> but um, we, yeah, we've had uh, several media requests, a, a lot of podcasts, which is awesome um, because we get to talk. I get to talk about our culture. I get to talk about our kids and I get to talk about, you know, fulfilling a dream. I mean, I, who doesn't, who doesn't love that story of, of I've been dreaming about this for a long, long time. And it's not just, not just my dream. You know, my dad has been a high school coach for 47 years. So for him to be in the stands and to see us accomplish what we did was better than any Christmas present, better than any, any birthday, any gift that I could possibly give him was for him to be there and be a part of, of what happened with our team. No, that's awesome. And, and to kind of take that a, a step further, Coach, I mean, Coach Ken Shields, who was the main pioneer of Highlands basketball, um, was it's your godfather, correct? Well, I have unofficially? to clear this up. Yes, unofficially is probably okay. the best way to say it. Um, when I made that statement after the regional championship, it was supposed to be a period after Ken Shields, and they made it a comma. Oh, gotcha. Uh, as, as, it as it turns out, John Mesmer, who followed Coach Shields at Highlands, yep. is my godfather. He okay. and my dad were both assistant coaches under Coach Shields at St. Thomas and at Highlands. Gotcha. Uh, but the story, like I said it, and it was a it was a period, and they put a comma. Okay. <laughs> so I, I want to go on record that that's what it is. But uh, Coach Shields absolutely could be, and I would be honored to be his godson. But um, 
No, he he set the bar as far as Northern Kentucky high school coaches in terms of wins, in terms of regional championships. Um, and, and, and for me, two things. When I was a high school senior, I wrote down, and we had an English assignment. I said, I'm going to coach high school basketball. My goal is to have as many regional championships as Coach Shields. And I didn't know how I was going to do it, didn't, didn't really have a plan. But to then become the head coach at Highlands and then do something that Coach Shields never did, I, I, I'm, I, I, I have trouble swallowing that, right? I, I, I believe in what we do. I believe in the way we approach it. But I don't think of myself on that same level. I, st I still don't. Uh, as, as Coach Mesmer and Coach Shields did at Highlands. Um, both of them had a tremendous impact and influence on how I approach what we do, um, along with my dad and Danny Teeman from Covenant Catholic. So, um, you know, and then getting to play for Coach Shields and, and to be inundated with his philosophies and how he treated people and, and just the way he lives his life had such an impact on me and all the players that ever played for Coach Shields that, you know, all of, all of his quotes and his sayings and the way he goes about things, you know, you find yourself um, applying those and then passing them on to the next generation. So, uh, you know, he just had a, a tremendous impact. No, I, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, I, being someone that grew up in and around ninth region basketball, um, you know, what you've been able to accomplish there at Highlands um, is, is phenomenal. And, you know, I'll always be one in the landscape of Northern Kentucky basketball that when Highlands is good, the region is good and it's good for Highlands to be good. And, you know, I know that you came in on some um, some down years for them and, and to get them to the, the pinnacle uh, of winning a state title is nothing short of, of wonderful. So, again, congratulations on that. And for our listeners out there, just to give you a quick overview on Coach Listerman in the Bluebird season. 30 and four record overall district champs and obviously ninth region champs and the most important and one that'll stick for, uh, for the record books, <laughs> uh, state champions of 2021. So um, with that being said, let's go ahead and transition into your time at NKU as a player. Sure. Um, you were there on campus from 95 to 2000. Um, and a couple of the stats that we had talked about prior to coming on air um, over seven or over 500 points, so close to 700 points, 500 rebounds. Uh, you rank third overall in assists at 501. And the most uh, telling, I think, one that you mentioned you're most proud of is 304 total steals, which ranks number one overall in the Norse record books. Um, based off of your time there on campus, Coach, and your, your playing days, and I'd say even outside of your 96 and 97 national championship uh, experiences, what are your favorite or what are some of your favorite memories of NKU during your time there? Gosh, uh, <laughs> the, the, it was just enjoying. I, I Honestly, I loved being in college. Uh, it was a great feel at that time. You know, the, the dormitories were starting to get filled. Uh, they have since added so much more on campus housing, um, but it was a very tight knit community for those that were living on campus. So there, there were a lot of things that we did that, that I really remember that were outside of basketball. Um, you know, one year I was, one year I, I was named homecoming King, uh, which was an interesting uh, process to go through and I'm glad that I did it. Um, you know, uh, my buddy who 
was a student government president one time, Christopher Boggs, put together at the time the world's largest sub sandwich. And we were part of making this. I don't even remember how long this thing was, but it wrapped itself several times around Regents Hall. And um, probably most importantly uh, is that I was part of the National Student Athlete Advisory Committee, which still operates and works at Northern today. The bylaws that we wrote for the GLVC, they still use. Um, and to, to kind of have, to be on the ground floor of something that has that sort of lasting impact is something that, that I am very, very proud of. So away from the floor, those, those were the things that, that I certainly remember. Um, on the floor, just the guys. I mean, we, it was incredible, the chemistry for the groups that we got to play with. And because so many of them were local guys within, you know, essentially the 275 loop and maybe a little further, you know, we still keep in contact. We still get together. We still run into each other. And the bonds that we have with, with the guys that I played with was just so special. Excellent. Excellent. And you may have, and my next question, and this may have been in an answer that you just gave, what's maybe a main takeaway, something that upon graduation and, and your, your time out into the real world, what was a, a big takeaway for you that maybe you still incorporate in your life today? Oh, man. So much from, from Coach Shields. Right. And, and he talked about one of his things was to do something nice for somebody every single day. Right. And, and the other thing I probably the biggest is do what you love and you'll love what you do. Um, and I think that's, that's probably the daily thing that I carry every single, every single morning when I wake up, I love teaching and coaching in high school. I, I love the interaction with the kids that whether they're athletes or not, I love the interaction, the pulse of a high school year. Uh, uh, you know, this year has been obviously a little different the last year and a half, but fortunately we've been in school an awful lot. So um, I, I love what I get to do on a daily basis and I can't imagine doing anything else. So that's probably the biggest thing that, that I take away on a daily basis um, on, on a larger scale obviously life happens and the guys that were your college roommates and the guys that you spent all the time in the locker room and, and on the bus with it separates. But whenever we get together, it's like time hasn't passed. And that is so special that, you know, we get together and we're, we're laughing about things that coach said, we laugh about practices. We laugh about, you know, road trips, things that, that they're not funny to anybody else. Right. You know, my wife is standing there. My kids are standing there. Dad, what are you talking about? Yeah. But to us, it's so special. And those were the moments that you don't ever forget. And they're not scripted. And it's not about a scoreboard. Um, but it, it's just those relationships that, that no matter how far we get removed, the bond is still there. And it's still very, very strong. Excellent. 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 Well, let's transition to our next topic here. You, you mentioned in your review of the past year there at Highlands, um, Sam Benson, who obviously is going to be an incoming freshman for the Norse this fall, and uh, hopefully a return to normalcy where we can have some fans in the arena and, uh, you know, get back to the, the, the crowds. Um, in your estimation, what type of player are the Norse getting in Sam? In a word, you're getting a winner. I, that is the greatest compliment that I could give to a player. Number one. Number two, he makes his teammates better 
those two things are what Sam Vincent brings to the table. You can watch him one night and he scores in a, in a high school game, he scores 30 points. You watch him another night, he gets 15 rebounds and four steals. You watch him another night, he's got 12 assists. And then you catch him on the right night, he does all three of those. Um, and it doesn't matter to him what the stats are as long as it's a win at the end of the night. Then secondly, you got a young man who cares about his teammates and he cares about them statistically. We had a, uh, one of uh, the other guy that's coming, Luke Muller, who's coming to golf at, at Northern. Uh, you know, he was closing in on his thousandth point and Sam knew it. And Sam kept feeding the ball and Luke was hot that night and he kept burying shots and Sam wasn't even looking at the basket. It was all about getting Luke to a thousand and us winning because it was the district championship. Uh, the other thing with Sam is two years ago, we had a, a senior when Jam Sam was a junior break his leg in a game. The young man doesn't get to finish his senior year. We win the district tournament. Sam's about to be named the MVP and he grabs the other player and says, you're coming out here with me. This is your MVP. So when you talk about character, there's no higher character than what Sam's bringing to the table and he's a winner. And what they won't see is all the, all that he does behind closed doors. And he doesn't want anybody to see that. He wants to see him on game day and, and everybody love what he does, but he is absolutely the hardest worker I have ever seen. And, and, and he doesn't want any, any praise or anything about it. He's just going to go about his business and, and go get it done. And I think he's going to have a, a very, very successful four years at NKU. So taking that a, a step further, um, how do you see Sam contributing next year as a freshman? Um, you know, you, you named a lot of the, I guess, personal, personal variables that he brings to the table. But, you know, as a freshman and knowing your time as a freshman, and I know things have obviously yeah. changed over the years, but um, all things being equal, how do you think that he contributes next year if given the opportunity? Um, I, I don't know the makeup uh, real well of, of the group that coach Warren has Sure, knowing the guys that he's bringing in. I think that Sam is a type of kid that's probably going to play. I, I I'm going to guess anywhere from 10 to 20, 25 minutes. Um, he's going to get four or five rebounds. He's going to have three or four assists and he's going to have a couple of big baskets. Uh, and that's what I see out of him. He's, He's not going to be a major impact guy in terms of he's going to be the leading scorer, second leading scorer type of thing. What he's going to do is he's going to, like I said, he's going to make all the pieces around him better. And knowing the, the, the zone that coach plays, um, he's going to be a great fit with his length and his anticipation and basketball IQ uh, in the defensive scheme for, for coach Horn. So, I think there'll be a lot of things, you know, obviously he's going to have to adjust to the size and the athleticism and the speed and, you know, how quickly he makes that adjustment, I think will determine how much of an impact he has. But, uh, you know, we, I would tell him and, and, and I have told him it's, you're going to struggle. You know, there's going to be a point where life is going to be difficult. Basketball is going to become hard and you just have to continue to push through that. Um, and I know for myself, somebody, there were people that told me that when I was going to Northern, I didn't totally understand it till I was in the middle of it. <laughs> sure. And, and 
being able to make that adjustment and, and then raise the level of, of your game uh, will be a key, key thing for him to be able to do. Excellent. And I mean, just based off of your assessment of Sam, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm excited. I know through Norris report, you know, we've, we've really been promoting our incoming freshmen, you know, not only Sam, but Isaiah Mason from Bowling Green, that'll sure. be coming to Highland Heights as well. But, um, you know, I think overall, that's all you really ask for in a program is high character individuals, guys that are going to come in, work hard and uh, do what it takes to win. And, you know, you elaborated on Sam being a winner. And, uh, you know, I think us in, in Norse nation and, you know, the fan base are, are looking forward to, to what he can bring to the table. And, and Joe, obviously with what we've already got, you sure. know, because we've got a great core uh, coming back, uh, you know, that, that, that fared so well this past season. So, um, well, coach, Hey, I, again, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I want to uh, thank you once again for, for fitting us into your crazy schedule and everything here on Norse nation conversation. Um, you know, thank you for everything that you brought to the table back in your playing days. Um, <laughs> thank you for, uh, for, uh, for prepping and molding Sam and sending us a great player next year. We're looking forward to it. And we also look forward to seeing you in the stands as a, uh, as a spectator, uh, as you mentioned at the onset, you know, you, you tend to, or you plan to, to be a little more uh, visible, visible now. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're looking forward to that as well. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, obviously, you know, I'm excited for Sam. It's, it's awesome for me to be able to go back to Northern. It's funny when the kids from, from Highlands go to an NKU game and I think there's a couple pictures of me up somewhere around, or there's an old uh, media guide and they come back and they're like, is that really you? Is that is, and so it's, it's, it's fun to be able to see that and, and to take my sons to the games yeah. and to be able to talk about, you know, well, you know, this wasn't the arena they had got to play in and, and division two was a little different than division one, Yeah. but um, it, it's, it's an exciting time. Uh, the basketball program coach Warren really has it, has it going. And um, you know, it, it's neat to be able to see another local kid, you know, whether he's from Highlands and he got to play for me another one. And I think I, I didn't mention that about Sam, you know, that's something that he has really honed in on uh, that. He's like, I'm from here and I want to leave a legacy. And, cool. and uh, so he's going to put in the work to make that happen. And uh, we keep our fingers crossed that the opportunity and everything falls in the right spots for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and just a quick aside, I think maybe your players took a trip through the hall of fame there at BB and T maybe saw your pictures from the 96, 97. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Andy is Andy's in there. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm in there with the team still. Okay. <laughs> Gotcha, so, gotcha. But uh, no, they, they, yeah, they, they walked around and, and they, when they go for the regional tournament, that's usually when the kids say something. Yeah. Like, is that, yeah, yeah, I, I did. That's me. <laughs> so, but it's good. It's, it's, it's awesome. Awesome. Well, again, hey, coach, again, thanks for the time. We really, really appreciate it. Um, good luck going into next season. I know it's a long ways off here. You still got the summer, but, you know, certainly continue to celebrate the, uh, the state title and what you brought back to Northern Kentucky. And uh, we look forward to seeing you here at BB&T next year for Norse Games. All right. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Joining us this evening is the head coach of the Bowling Green Purples High School basketball team, Coach D.G. Sherrill. Coach, thanks for joining us this evening and welcome to Norse Nation Conversation. Hey, it's great to be on here. Appreciate you guys having me. Well, let's go ahead and start, Coach. Uh, obviously, um, this was kind of your first year back after a three-year hiatus. Um, 
you won the 2017 title with uh, Bowling Green, uh, beating fellow ninth region team Cooper in the finals of the state tournament. Um, but uh, yeah, came back to, to coach this year's team after the hiatus. Um, what got you back into coaching after heading into administration for a few years? You know, I, I'm still in administration. I, I, I don't think I ever left. Um, you know, when I got out of coaching in 17, I thought I was done. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a daughter trying to get out of Western. I had one that was going to, she's a sophomore at UK now. So college, you know, that expense, my wife had been a basketball wife for 25 years. And so I thought I owed it to them to, to step away. And uh, my wife was, uh, she said I was a very frustrated guy. And uh, I, but my, and one of my best friends in the world took over for me. He'd been my assistant for nine years, very, still very close. And, and he had some issues, you know, some personal things he needed to address. And so he got out. And uh, when it presented itself and the superintendent principal opened the door and asked if I wanted to go back in, it was a, it's a no brainer. And, um, you know, I'm an older coach, I'm a veteran. Uh, so I, what I found when I come back is um, I love being in the gym and some of the silly stuff about coaching really doesn't bother me as much as it used to, but uh, getting back around this group I had this year and being around these young men was uh, it makes you a little bit, it makes you feel young. And it was, it was really an enjoyable experience. And uh just really excited to make, I told my wife, I think I might do this a while. Well, good. Well, good. It's certainly obviously in your blood. I uh, couldn't yes. stay terribly long, but for our viewers, uh, just to kind of give a background on coach Cheryl, um, 12 years with the, with the purples, 18 overall, um, won the 2017 state title, as I mentioned earlier, over Cooper high school, uh, coach Cheryl's sporting over 300 wins in his career. And uh, his BG teams have won 25 or more games in eight seasons. And, have hit over 30 wins three times and uh, has won six region four titles in your coaching tenure. And um, as we mentioned, was his first uh, year back after a three-year hiatus. Now talking about the season coach, as we transition into that, um, you know, the purples finished 23 or 24 and three overall uh, and went undefeated in the fourth region. Um, One thing as I was doing research on the team, I noticed that eight of your first 10 games were cancellations due to COVID. Looks like you started out the season two and zero, and then I think went a couple weeks. It looked like before yeah. you played again. Um, how how did you overcome that and kind of keep the guys engaged and, and kind of pick up where you left off when you were able to play again? Well, we had uh, when we, preseason we had two shutdowns for COVID, where we had to go home, and then uh, we had a kid, a young man, test positive. He was having some symptoms, and so we had to we had to go home right in the season. We just got going, and we had to shut it down. And, uh, you know, I, I maintained constant contact through text and phone calls with the guys while they were all in quarantine and uh, just kind of kept them engaged. And, uh, you know, our JV and freshman teams were able to continue because he was a varsity player. And so we were able to stay around the gym. And then we got him back in. And we had about five days where we could bring him back in where we just we worked our guys out. We, 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 we called it. I called a fellow buddy of mine coach and said, Hey, I'm not going to play. If that's okay. Let me get a rhythm. So I had about five straight days where I get them back in the gym, kind of work the rust off of them and get back at it. And then, then our guys did a really good job of just uh, staying away from everybody. You know, a lot of people don't know our school went back into hybrid pretty early. One of the earliest districts in the state to go back to in-person instruction. So our kids and my guys all came back. We were in in-person instruction the entire time. Um, but our principal at the high school did a really good job. Our kids, our teachers did a good job of isolating guys, getting everybody away from each other in classrooms. So it wouldn't be school contacts. We took them off school buses 
you know, parents either brought them, they drove themselves to school. So we try to be really thoughtful about how we could manage this season and not have another shutdown. And we were blessed enough to get through it. We went back to full instruction uh, the beginning of March. And so we had hundred percent, five days a week. My the girls coach and I were torn up. We didn't sleep well because, you know, you're getting these phone calls. I COVID traced for our school district. And so that's one of my responsibilities as a district administrator. And uh, every time our nurse would call, uh, I'd get a little nervous, not only about we having to send kids home period, but I'm like, well, this is it. You know, Isaiah's been exposed to COVID or Jacoby's been exposed to COVID or, you know, and I'm having to, to go into some kind of quarantine. So it was a nerve wracking year, but it really took a village to get us through it. And, and this, and the high school season through it and just really, really glad we would have a full season. Yo, yeah, I mean, definitely unprecedented times as we've seen throughout the country as well as here locally and everything. So it definitely sounds like, you know, the, the pieces were, were put in place to, like you mentioned, ensure that um, every effort was being made to get these kids through as safely and um, as possible. Um, yeah. So in regards to that, so when play started back up, um, you know, obviously, I think he had one other shutdown briefly after that 12 game. And I don't know if it was in regards to uh, Bowling Green again or if it was maybe an opposing team. But yeah. one thing that I noticed, though, that um, heading into the, the latter stretch of the regular season, uh, you guys were on a, a hot 12 game win streak, uh, went through the districts in the region um, until obviously you uh, made it to the quarterfinals and uh, went up against Ballard, who you had played once, I saw during mm -hmm. the regular season. Um, so, um, give me just a quick overview of that remainder part of the season, the hot streak, the 12 game winning streak, and, and really just what kind of team that you had throughout the season and maybe some positives that came out of the entire year. Absolutely. Well, you know, our, our, our uh, success started and ended with Isaiah. Uh, we have another young man, a junior guard, Turner Buttry, who's a verbal commit to Eastern. Um, and you know, those two guys, we're consistently leading in scoring. We have a six-seven kid that really came on the scene uh, late in the year. He broke his hand in the preseason was and missed our first 15, 16 games. Uh, Jacoby Huddleston, and uh, you know he came on late and really um, allowed us to make a, a real push at the end. And then I have a kid, Jordan Dingle, who's going to be a tight end at UK uh, for football. And uh, he's about 6'5", and just a big, strong rascal that was a great defender and great rebounder. You know, and, and then I got another kid, uh, uh, Jackson Banks, who's um, got some college opportunities too, um, about 6'5", shooter. And uh, if, we, if we shot the ball well, we were good enough to beat anybody in the state. And, you know, we, uh, we played so, – but we started trying to have to play through our bigs a little bit. And uh, we wore some teams out there in a stretch. Had a bunch of running clocks running clocked our way through the district tournament. Um, and uh, But our kids had been there uh, the previous few years. This same group had been to the district, won the district, got to the regional finals, and got beat in the finals. And so, you know, as that game, as we kept moving toward that game, I was very confident about our team. I thought that if we just played our best and everybody else played their best, we, would, we were the favorites in our region. And uh, as we got that last game, Greenwood had a great game plan and played a very spirited game against us and had a chance to – to really be right there with us. And I remember going in the locker room at halftime and telling our guys, you know, I think you guys thought that we were just going to show up and win by 30. And uh, the other team's going to play two now. And so we had to kind of get our guys to understand that you you, you got to win close basketball games. And it was the irony of winning close games in the regional tournament tells you how well we were playing during the regular season. 
But when games, when you get that postseason, coaches are over-preparing, they're making adjustments. You know, we were blessed enough to get through that and and, and beat the, the best three teams in our region, I thought, beyond us in in, in, in Allen County, a Clinton County, and then Greenwood. I think they were probably two, three, and four in our region behind us. So I thought we, we had to go a tough path. And then we got against UHA in the first round of the state tournament. We had running clocked them in the regular season, but that really wasn't who they were. They shot it so well. Um, athletic, they play a chaotic style that makes you have to play differently than you want to play. I mean, you have to guard them differently because they have no conscience when the ball's in their hands. They they go to the rim, they throw shots up, they rebound really well for an undersized basketball team. And I thought we played a really good second half against them. And I thought we had a great game plan. I felt very confident going into the Ballard game. <clears throat> we had played them earlier in the year, and they beat us 14 or 15, but it was a three-point game with a couple minutes left, and then the big bar kid hits two threes in a row. We go from down down three to down ten. You got to change how you play then. We fouled him some and hit free throws late. But I really felt like we were right there with Ballard. Um, and so uh, we there was about a three-minute stretch, the second half of the third quarter, where we made a run, got up one or two, had a chance to, to kind of get that game where we wanted it going in the fourth quarter. And we just we didn't get a shot to fall, and we didn't catch a break. We were on the wrong end of about five, four or five whistles that, um, you know, 50-50 plays that you didn't need one of them to go your way, and we couldn't get one of them to go our way. And so where we're up one or two, now we're going in the fourth quarter down six or so. And uh, you can't be down six or so to a Chris Renner basketball team. They're going to they're gonna, – they're going to be on their toes. They're making adjustments. They're hitting shots. And so we, you know, we ended up losing that game by seven or eight points. But, you know, I, I walked in the locker room. I told our guys, anytime that your last game you play is in a rough arena, you had a heck of a year. And um, so, you know, get to the Elite Eight and uh, with this group. And I had, you know, I had three freshmen on this team, an eighth grader on this team, some sophomores. They got the experience of being in those locker rooms running and warming up on that court, that, that's invaluable experience for your future. So I was really pleased with our team. You know, uh, you know, I, I was able to top 400 wins this year as a basketball coach. Uh, what, you know, I didn't even know I was approaching that when I got back in, but some people did some math. And that's because I've had great players here at Bowling Green. I've had great assistant coaches, uh, great staff. And, you know, was, this was our seventh regional or state tournament. And uh, we've been in uh, – the last five state tournaments we've gone to, we've won a game or we've been in the finals or we've been in the final four or won it. So uh, it's just been a, you know, as far as a basketball coach, I, I'm blessed. I'm very, I'm very fortunate to be in a great program with great kids. And uh, you guys are getting ready to see, uh, you're getting ready to get a guy up there that um, he's a, he is a, he's a, the ultimate teammate. He is, he'll guard their team's best player. He can play the one through the four. Uh, he's a great interior scorer. He's a, a very underrated shooter. Um, so yeah, left-handed, tough to guard. Um, you're getting a, you're getting one of the best best players in this state by far. We're excited. Uh, you know, congratulations on reaching the pinnacle of 400 wins. That's um, certainly nothing to sneeze at, and, and shows uh, the longevity in your career and, and what you've been able to do. But you know, also to speak to what you've got still in the pipeline there, at Bowling Green. Um, you know, that, that says a lot about the talent pool there and uh, looks like there's, you know, some positive upswing here in the future. And uh, even though you're losing some guys, you know, there's still a lot of guys still around that, you know, can possibly get you to another regional, uh, you know, a regional title as well as another state tournament title. Um, and you had mentioned, uh, 
you know, Isaiah, and we'll, we'll transition to Isaiah as well, obviously, for our uh, viewers, um, you know, Isaiah's an incoming freshman, along with Sam Vincent from yeah. uh, Fort Thomas Highlands, and uh, Isaiah racked up uh, fourth region player of the year this year, and uh, most recently um, won the all-district uh, team honor, as well as was on the fourth regional tournament team, and then uh, just recently made the first team all-state for Bluegrass Preps. Um, so he certainly uh, racked in the awards this year as a result of his, uh, not only his senior season, but obviously his career. And you, you briefly touched on, um, you know, one of my questions is, um, you know, what kind of player we're getting. But I guess, um, what was it like, um, you know, having Isaiah as, you know, a player that you were coaching? Um, did you only coach him the one-year coach with that hiatus that you had? Um, yeah. That one season, um, what what was it like coaching him? I mean, what what kind of, you know, player was he? You know, how did he show up for practice each day? What was his mentality going into games and things like that? Yeah, I uh, I have known Isaiah since he's in the eighth grade. Okay. And uh, I in my time out, I mm -hmm. would go to practices, you know, once every week or two, sometimes more than that, and just kind of get a chair and sit in the end zone and, and watch him. So I, I got to know Isaiah real well, interact with him quite a bit over the last few years. And uh, and then this year, um, he was one of the first young men. To re he reached out to me independently when I was when I came back in and said, hey, I'm excited to play for you, coach, and had a lot of nice things to say. And then um, from almost from the very beginning, he was the first one in the gym the last one to leave the gym. He, um, he led all of our drills, you know, when we're running uh, conditioning sprints during the year, he's winning all of those, uh, any shooting drill. He was always the first guy in line to, to, to take off and lead the team, uh, locker room. It's just, like I said earlier, just a great locker room guy, just a, a teammates, teammate, um, constantly picking up his teammates. Uh, there were nights that Isaiah was really cooking. I mean, he'd have, 18, 20 going in the fourth quarter, and I'd see him defer to Jackson for a three or push Jacoby into the post and pitch it in there or come off a screen and have a lane and throw it to the, to the wing for, for Turner to get a shot knocked down. And just to, the awareness that um, to keep everybody engaged in the game, to keep everybody involved in what we were doing. And without question, Isaiah Gar, the other team's best player every game. From, from my first game I had him all the way through, um, I told him I took over that I've talked, I've been blessed to coach basketball. When they tell you, you win three or 400 games, it's usually because you've coached a long time. <laughs> you know, you've been around a long time, but uh, I have been around a while. And I, and I told Isaiah, after co when a college coach calls me, the first question they want to know is they want to see the grades. Are they eligible? And the second question I generally get is, can he guard his position? Can he guard the other guy? Can he guard his position? And I say, you know, the one thing that I need you to understand is, your sign still delivered. You're going to Northern, but you need to tell, show Coach Horn, Coach Horn and his staff you can guard him behind his court. You know, if you want to go in there and right away, they're going to say, "Well, this guy's going to be our practice play in three, or he's going to be our starting three, or our sixth man, or our set. he's going to be in our rotation." They're going to say, "Can he guard somebody out there? Can he guard another Division One player?" And and he did. He guarded everybody's good player, the best guard on the other team. That was Isaiah's guy. If he's a three or he's a point, he guarded him without question. He's guarded five nine guys. He's guarded six six guys. It really didn't matter. And um, you know, I looked up and there was a really good player at a rival high school here that was 
he had 27, 31, whatever. And when we played him and he had six, we played him again, he had eight. And it's like, you know, Isaiah, and, that was, and part of that's free throws. But Isaiah did a really good job of just squaring guys up, keeping a guy in front of them. You know, we play defense where you square your shoulders. You don't give a lane. You don't give a guy a hip. You don't give him a hip. You make him earn the hip. And uh, and so Jaco- so uh, Isaiah did a great job. He, he boxed guys in. He closed them out hard, make them dribble, bounce back, and do a great job of contain. Um, and then he can score so many ways. He hit five threes one night in a game. Um, a few games later, he had three dunks. So it's like, you know, he's a great transition player. He's a great athlete. Um, and so he's got great length. And uh, I think he can handle putting more weight on him. He can be a little bigger, bulkier, a little stronger, and still be a real effective player. Um, but you guys are getting a good one, man. And on top of that, you're going to really enjoy him because he's a really engaging young man. He's very polished. Um, he meets and greets well. He speaks well. Um, he 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 knows who he is. And, uh, you know, I, I, I am not. I'm going to make the drive up and watch him play because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I anticipate him playing. You know, I anticipate – another comment I made to him is, you know, I always pride myself when our guys go to the next level, they don't go there and sit. They go there and they find a role and they play. And I, and I anticipate him being an impact player for you guys sooner than later. Excellent, excellent. Well, like I said, we, we certainly can't wait. Um, one last question that, uh, that I'll ask you tonight, Coach, before we let you go. And, again, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Um, if you had to just provide us with one word to describe Isaiah, what would that word be? Grinder. Uh, just a grinder. Just a, uh, I know what I mean by that. We use that word a lot down here. I'm talking a guy that's going to, he's going to do what he has to do to get the job done. You know, it's not, he's flat. He can be flash if you need him to, but he's going to get in there and he's going to get the big rebound. He's going to make the big stop. He's going to dive on the floor. You know, he's going to do, what he needs to do to help his team win. And uh, I think that's that typifies what I saw all year long. That's why we were 24 and three. You know, he led us, he was our leader and our team captain. And uh, he left that he left a lasting impact here with us. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we're all about grinders here in Norse Nation yes. and, you know, what, what, what we got on our current team and everything. So, yeah, we're certainly excited to see Isaiah here in the fall and, um, you know, see how he fits into. Uh, what we feel is already a, a pretty successful group of guys. And so uh, he's only going to add to the talent pool. And so we're really excited sure. about that. So, uh, but coach, Hey, thanks again for joining us. We, we appreciate you taking time out of your evening, out of your schedule uh, to join us here on uh, North nation conversation. And we're going to take you up on that offer to, to see you here in BB and T arena. Cause we're, we're fingers crossed. We're back to normalcy by the fall and, and late fall and early winter so that we can get uh, fans in the stands and um, you know, kind of get that, a uh, that, uh, that adrenaline and just that that feeling back in the arena because these guys deserve it for all the Absolutely. work and effort that they put in. So, uh, But again, uh, to our viewers, Coach D.G. Sherrill from Bowling Green High School, thanks again for joining us, Coach, and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you here in the future. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate it. All, all right. right. Have a great evening. Take care. Yeah, you too, guys. Thanks, fellas. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.